This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, you're listening to Love Line with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up, Dr. Chris? What's going on? Welcome back. Thank you. Um, how was your week? It was really good. I um, spent Sunday hanging out with our buddy RuPaul. And I didn't get a phone call? Hell no. You don't call me anymore. <laughs> I only call you when I need advice. Yeah, I know. When you want some free or like therapy. My, I'm like, yeah, my friend needs advice. Can Dude. you like hook her up for free? Story of my life. <laughs> Buried, buried in psychological advice only. How was Philadelphia? I was looking at all the pictures. <clears throat> it was sick. We um we went to the Phillies game. Um, my hat is you know Phillies. They they hooked it up for us. It was cute. I saw. Yeah. I saw. Also, you posted some picture of some like big meat thing and like a hoagie roll. Nick's roast beef. <laughs> That's what that was. How the fuck are you from Philly and you don't know Nick's roast beef? Pats and Geno's. Ew. That's what we did. It was like it's the disgusting. battle. Pats on one side, Gino's on the other. It was like a battle. You're such a Taurus. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I don't believe you. I only I don't lived believe there you're... for 15 years. Oh my God. <laughs> Still visiting. Sorry, I'm smoking because I'm okay. late. I'm just going to sit here and choke on it. Get over it. It's my house. Well, that's how it goes. Well, we have a special guest. Would you like to introduce them, Dr. Chris? We have in the house 311. Hey, Hey, thanks for having us. Oh, Um, yeah. I think you guys are the masters. Nick and Peanut. Yes. And you guys are the masters of writing music that like stays in your head forever. That's uh, one of our our skills. Putting on good live shows (laughs) and earworms. Thanks for making a song for me. I appreciate it. Amber is the color of your energy. Mm-hmm. That's that was gonna be my line. I literally was gonna wait all. No, all I fucking waited that. to say that, and I'm glad that I did it first. <laughs> oh my god, that was gonna be mine. I was driving here like logging. Boy, does the, does your own music get stuck in your own head? Is that a dumb question? That's how you know when you got something. Yeah, yeah. it better it stays with you. Okay. Yeah. That's if it. it if it doesn't, that's a problem. You you wouldn't end up recording it. You'd oh, forget it. That's actually a good barometer for that. Right. You're like, oh, I can't stop thinking of that one thing, and then then you record it and you make it better right do you do the music first and then or do you just collaborate together and kind of just figure it out and then start singing to it or do you try to do the musical aspect first and then it'll go a lot of different ways sometimes they'll start with a title that has a concept like the song beautiful disaster like that title has conflict in it and and then build a concept back from that but other times it'll be an instrumental and you'll just do a mumble you know we mm. do mumbles just like whether it's a rap mm-hmm. or a vocal where it's just nonsense but you're just right in the it. vibe for sure and then uh but as we go on we collaborate more and more and maybe in the early days i would sit down and write a song and teach it to the guys but now we we write together a lot more because at some point 
you run out of things to say and you need to talk things out to to find new ways to think say things do you do you feel like you have to sometimes go and live some more life to write another song i'm in that phase right now where it's just okay we we just we're getting ready to put out a 17 song album mm. so i'm just kind of not really touching any writing right now until in about two three months after summer tour i'll be like okay i got ideas it's time to yeah because you have like stories to tell and like things that happened and right yeah and you're yeah. also a massive family guys you have two children two sons <laughs> yep. and you have three daughters three daughters are That's you both married yep. oh yeah mm. Okay. <laughs> we are forever trying to find Amber a man, so no, everyone's a viable option. Why not one of you? Right? Don't say that. We have a right. huge male fan base. She's I'm content. sure they're listening. She's content. Um, I was saying to Amber, you told me My you guys are coming on. My whole fan base is women. But What's that? Whatever. Your whole what? That's what I'm saying. My whole fan base is women. Unless I'm going to trib everybody. Tribbing. Whatever. It's... We learn. I, I actually. I so. We'll talk about tribbing later. I like to think I know everything about sex, but every now and then Amber teaches me something. And tribbing was like was a new one. Blew my it's mind. like a new porn thing that I found, and it was really cool. Yeah, you yeah. lost me. It sounds like tribute. We'll, we'll fill you in. It's kind of hot. Yeah, but we'll um, talk about when Anthony guys were coming, so let me just read this off because I was saying how you guys must be the laziest band I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> Eighteen years of your tour, uh, nine million albums sold. Nine consecutive albums in the top 10. Dang. Billboard 200. Dang. Nine top 10 radio hits. And I was like, wow, these guys are so lazy. They yeah. don't do anything. This Saturday will be our 27-year anniversary as a Holy band. Holy yeah. crazy. You guys stuck it out. It doesn't same, happen. Same five guys. Did wow. you ever want to break up? No. I mean, we, we've, we've had disputes, but we know we're better together than we would be separately. And we, It's a brotherly love. To be honest, wait—he shook his head. Any short, dis any dispute would be between two people, and 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 those two people could figure it out on their own, and even easier with the other three making making it work. Like we would never let it turn into something that it wasn't. I so if that. there was a little conflict, like if someone's guitar was too loud at a particular Boston show that was like under in a basement, and people got hot, it was like, hey, Is wait this a like second, a particular You're story. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh my. Oh my, it's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> like we would we would be able to tone it down. It's like a, it's like a basketball team. Like you play enough together, it's like oh shit, it's going down. It's like hey, wait a second, stop that! You know, it, it, you can make it last that long. So no one ever got an ego where it was like I'm the shit, and you know I kind of want to have like this solo moment. No, I mean everybody kind of has side projects, so you can have your own freedom. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, we. That's so one cool. That's awesome. One. You don't hear about that often. Usually they break up and they get back together. Or they lose one guy and bring a new one in. And We have enough space, you know, so we only tour in the summer really anymore. And an album is every two or three years. So we have space to, you know, hang out with our family and be yeah. ourselves. And yeah, we, sh we should hang out more, honestly. Oh, is that a moment? <laughs> but but it's great. It's great so when we cute. write. It's great when we write. Nick's like, we're writing today. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! Like I'm, I'll be there as soon as I can. Super that's fun. That's sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. That's so cool. That's a long time. I I've never done anything for 27 years except <laughs> stayed alive. Live. So. Breathe. Yeah. yeah, that's about yeah. all I pulled off. So. Get tattooed. Well done. Yeah. Um, and can but. you can you please make me a crown and coke? Please. And and and's our all purpose. Or, that go, is production. Or, or that go, is true production. Go get a Joseph. Just go out there and yell and be like, "Go! Can you go make Amber a drink? Do you guys want a drink? I'm fine. Thanks. I'm good. I'll nothing. I'll get something in a little bit. We have beer. You want a beer? I grabbed one already. Thank you. You want another one? I'll have one in a second. Okay. 
<laughs> cool. So, awesome. Can um, is there any cool stories? Yes. Well, actually, yes. So when when we were here, um, mm-hmm. waiting for you to arrive, uh, uh, we were like talking about Patient. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, very patiently, loving. So, but we were talking so about the whole stealthing thing. Are you? Do you know what stealthing is? Do we talk I about do this? not. What is okay. that? So, and you guys just had found out about this as well. So, because we're always trying to find new ways to try to ruin people's lives and be horrible to each other, stealthing is when someone's having sex with someone and they secretly remove the condom without letting the oh, person know. Fuck! I heard about that. Yeah. There's like memes out. So I'm like a meme queen. Like I look at memes all the time. Um, and yeah, and there was a meme that I just recently seen about that. And that's horrible. It's scary. Yeah, well, you're going to get your ass served back to you because it's a sexual assault and it's punishable up to 40 or 60 years. Mm, I know so that's right. I'm not mad at that don't at try all. try that. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. What if a girl does it to a guy? What if she takes it off? It's going to be a lot harder. I'm not, I'm That's not, real I'm stealth. Not, yeah, there I'm are not, female condoms, right? So it for could, sure. No one uses those. I'm not those. trying to suggest that that would ever happen. <laughs> don't give, don't yeah. give ideas but, out. <laughs> but, well, that, that was one of the things you would, you would hear about. Like if there was the, the guy who was getting all the play in high school, you'd hear little rumors about, oh, you know, there's, there's going to be a girl. She's going to put like a pinhole mm, in, in the condom. Mm. You're like, what? what kind of paranoid shit? It took us three years to get our head out of the fog to realize it was bullshit. But when we were kids, it scared the shit out of us. <laughs> Dr. Chris, now elaborate. So you're the doctor. Can, yeah. it, can a pin? Sure thing. A pin can, okay. Sure. Those but swimmers have, well, are small, right? Yeah. But you ejaculate like a volcano. It's gonna, it's gonna but that's what I mean. I feel like it would have to be like... A lot. A pent up teenager. <laughs> or you would have to just sit well, in there. If, you have to sit about, in there after and let it leak out. A pinhole's small, but once it's put on a penis, it's stretched. So that hole becomes bigger and often it can tear open even larger. That you know, sense. I had a friend, and this is horrible, who used to stealth and he would put little holes so that they would stretch. And then while he was fucking someone from behind, would, would break. pull it open mm-hmm. and let it break. That's horrible. Yeah. That's you know, so scary. Well, because it's removing someone's consent. Right now, the the word on the street in you know sexual health is all about consent. Consent. Make sure the person you're doing yeah. something with wants to be there and having it been you know be done. Um, That's why something. I'm such a lame fuck. I'm totally- is that why? Yeah, because I constantly <laughs> go back and feel and make sure it's still on. I do. It doesn't ruin the moment. Yeah, <laughs> but I I care more about my life. Yeah, you know what I mean and. That's why, like, I mean, you had this conversation is that if I, I don't like to have casual sex, I like to be with someone that I know and that I trust. But I also, if I'm dating someone, I make them get tested Mm -hmm. and I get tested as well, just in case. And she's not just saying that she, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't play with my life. You ain't getting stealthed. Nope. But you, but you, you will, um, ah, the word just fell out of my head. Uh, trib. trib. Scissor sisters. <laughs> so tribbing. Gave something Share. away. Gave something away with the hand gesture. Yeah. So trib. <laughs> tribbing. Yeah. So tribbing is like if a girl's laying on her back and her legs are open, and then you get on top of her and kind of scissor her on top. It's female to female though. Yeah. Right. Because so, I was. I love you. I was putting myself in that position <laughs> yeah, in my head <laughs> until you said that. Yeah. It it looks really amazing. Where did the word come from though? Trib, but like. I have no idea. So I was watching porn other night. We're very pro porn Mm -hmm. here. um, And masturbation is the safest sex. So, um, you know, I just, you know, Dr. Chris gives me a lot of shit. He calls me very vanilla when it comes to sex because I'm a traditional girl. 
Um, but I was like, you know, let me let me search some things. Let me maybe look at some lesbian porn and like and I put in lesbian and tripping came up and then I was like, let me just click on it, see what it is. And it was it was hot. Mind blown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was hot. And I did a podcast yesterday with swingers. Mm-hmm. They were swingers. And man, I learned a lot of shit. I'm sure. I mean, wow. <laughs> It was a lot. Like, it was a lot to take in. And then I kind of took over the interview because I, I was just, like, asking <laughs> mad questions. But you would like, never do that. Have you guys... Uh, I mean, you don't have to answer that, but would you... Have you... What are your thoughts on the whole swinging lifestyle? It takes a lot of confidence. He's, he definitely did it. I could just tell by his face. That's not for me. Definitely into it. Well, let's talk about you again. So, how do you do safe sex with trimming? You do, like, some saran wrap or something in there? No, like I said, I, I usually don't have casual sex. Okay. Um, you know... I, I would like to see what it's like before I get into a relationship with them because I do want to be sexually compatible with them. So I would use a condom, obviously. I, I wouldn't raw dog immediately. Um, you got to earn the raw dog. You earn the raw dog. But yeah, but that comes with like Fair a relationship enough. and then after getting tested and stuff like that. But if, you, if I do, you know, initially have sex with a condom, I would... You know, feel especially after... Do a reach around check. Well, yeah. after they come, I hold it and then pull it out. Amber with puts their penis. gloves on. She removes it. She has tweezers. There's like a biohazard box. It's dropped in. Yes, and don't finger me without thing. antibacterial soap. See, and it's, a, your it's hands. a whole thing. <laughs> don't be I'm fooled sorry. by what you might think. <laughs> I can't. I don't want your dirty you fucking got the fingernails. Purell right there at the side of the bed. It's but gross. see, you're, she's onto something. Fingers are dirty. I mean, think fingers about where your fingers are all dirty. day long. Yeah. yeah, and then you want yeah. to put them in your mouth and inside of someone. And then not even that. You put on the condom, and guys usually wipe it all down with their dirty, disgusting fucking hands that they didn't wash. And then you put it up a vagina, and it's gross. This is why I'd never have sex with you. Too much work. <sighs> oh, I can't. You gotta understand, I'm a mother. I know. Too. Like, I just, it's just different. It's just different, man. You know? Well, I mean, you gotta have been or known someone that's been on the receiving side of having dirty fingers inside. So you wanna avoid that at all at all chances. Thank you, honey. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate be, you. Be, be smart about it. You know, it's the only way. <laughs> it's the only polite thing to do. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Amber, why do you look so good today? You look like you're glowing. You look so smooth and fresh. What are you wearing? Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you, it is Kapari. Um, I live by this stuff. It is 100% pure coconut oil. Um, and you guys, you absolutely love it. It makes your skin glow and look uh, stunning and beautiful and you know it's the summertime so you want to look you know shiny and especially if you have your legs out and stuff like that um we have the coconut uh body glow which i love it has like a shimmer in it looks good on tattoos we're both covered yeah it looks amazing on tattoos especially um you know in the sunlight and um it has like a you know a very coconut beach smell um, it's absolutely amazing. I saturate my whole body with it before I go to bed and I wake up in the morning and I'm super soft. And so if you go to uh, kaparibeauty.com slash mother, you will get 20% off your or- order. Excuse me. That's K-O-P-A-R-I. Uh, excuse me one more time. That's K-O-P-A-R-I. I had too much to drink. Sorry. 
That's K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash mother for 20% off. And um, you will not regret it. It has so many different products. Dude, and for guys, it's for girls. Everyone can use it. I mean, I've I put it on my scalp. Use it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, make sure you go to the website now and get 20% off. Uh, you will not regret it. I live by it. I love it. It's amazing. Done. Bam. Everybody loves coconuts. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and that's yeah, the smell. Yeah, it tastes good. Yeah. It's good to cook with. I yeah. Love that stuff. No, for sure. Um, okay, so we have a call from Anthony, and this is a follow-up call. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Yo, what's up, How man? How you guys doing? Good. How you doing? Real good, thanks. Oh, wait, did, you, did we tell them who's with us? Yes. Oh, we did. All right, sorry. So, so Anthony, we don't, I, um, do you want to recap us on the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, well, you know, I called in. Uh, about I want to I, I don't remember what it was, but uh-huh. uh, where I called it, it was um, uh, I was telling you that me and my wife were going we're going into an interracial cuckolding uh, relationship, you know, with a with with a with a not with a with a black man, so she would have sex with her. And um, was we, it? It was just a recently, black man or another couple? Just a just a third. Uh, just, just a third. A man. Okay. Yep. And uh, we uh, recently. Um, I just actually finally went through with it, and about a little over a month ago, mm-hmm. and we've actually had a couple of encounters since then. Oh, with the same guy or new guys? <clears throat> uh, same guy. Oh well, so it went well, yeah. Nobody cried. And um, no. <laughs> Do you did you did you feel jealous? Did you feel angry? Did it turn you on? I was mostly turned on by it, but you know, at first you're kind of like, I was nervous, definitely. You know, you're like, you don't know what we, um, we, we were, ta- we were actually consulting with a couple with this at first because they're they're the ones who are telling us having ground rules and telling us to, you know, make sure you this is what you really want to do. Don't just go through with it just because on instinct or anything. Mm-hmm. And they actually told us about having an older bull. I, I don't know if you know the terminology. The bull is the guy who assess the wife. That's right. Okay. Like they told us to get. They told us to get an older one because sometimes a younger guy is a little immature. And, wanna... and how did you go about finding him? Where'd you find him? Uh, strangely, Craigslist. <laughs> oh, that's not strange to me at oh, all. Oh wow, that's the that's most obvious go-to. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Craig's, is that, is that the proud. go-to? It is because there's there's few sites. I mean, you know, Tinder had one for a minute called Thrinder, and I don't know if that's still around, but it was like a three-way finder. So, you know, there's interesting. Yeah. It's a whole but world Craigslist out there. is always going to be like the long-standing diehard go-to for Classified. like a used baby crib or a third bull to bring into or, your relationship. Or both. Or or both. both. Wow. You so you're so, a big fan, Anthony. It went well, it sounds like. You had him back. Yeah, we we've had we we we've been, we we met we met only in hotels. No one's come. We haven't gone over his house. He hasn't come over to our house cuz we still there's still trust things, you know. We don't for sure. know him that well, so it's just we met. We done hotels. And what did you learn about your your girlfriend or wife? Because I mean, one of the reasons why I love people doing new, diverse, creative, sexual things is you get to see a different part of your partner's sexuality that you wouldn't have seen just being the two of you alone. Oh well, you know, I just you know, I, I, I remember I told you guys before, but we were um, before we were always into we were always in somewhat of an open relationship before that, and ever since we pretty much ever since we met each other, and uh, we'd always sort of seen each other have sex with one another it's always it was more exciting for us mm-hmm. so well good it, it, you know, I'm glad you most... I'm glad you had a good time that's awesome yeah 
Good yeah. news. High five, man. <laughs> We're high fiving. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Good luck. Have fun, man. Strap up. <laughs> Some people are living vicariously yeah. through you. I mean, the interesting thing about that is like the jealousy thing is what kind of charges and spikes that arousal. I don't get it. Our, our brain reads arousal and anxiety wow. as like the same thing. I'm such a nerd. And people I, I think I have orgies be, all day, and I, I, I'm such a nerd. I thought there was going to be some backlash. A, a wise man once told me, most three ways end in tears. But this guy was like, nope, nope. no, no complications. Good. <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <sighs> I think he wanted it for so long. Like, he really, he wanted to make this happen. That was, like, his thing. But that's also how they started. They had a history with it being, you know, woven into the relationship. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're, they're. I don't want to say mature, but they're accepting in that way. Yeah, it, it could. It that could is next level. level. Would you would you let another guy come in? I don't think there's any way. No way. I mean, it 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 hurts to to even hear it because I I put myself in that position because I'm, I'm really selfish. You know, you hear the, you hear the story and you 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 feel it. You know, I feel what what that would be like. And that's how I feel when I tough. hear when I hear tough. stuff like that. I feel the same way. I'm like. See, but I've I've known my wife since since she was eighteen and I was nineteen, Whoa. so it's it's different. Like you know, it's, it would be it would be a trip, and it was never like that. We've always we've always been monogamous, so yeah. it would be a total total brain shift. So wait, how long have you guys been uh, in a relationship romantically for? You met at eighteen, but were you friends then, or did you get together right away? It took a couple of years for us to kind of solidify, okay? Because she moved out into town, and I had a girlfriend at the time, and but we've been living together since ninety six. Man. Oh wow! Yeah, and yeah. married for sixteen years now. Oh, congrats! Yeah. Yeah. it's a big deal. It is. It's super fun. It's great. Really enjoying the the long ride and being together, and you know the um, making it work with kids. You know, yeah. trying trying to find in- intimacy with kids. Yeah, they're little get, they're little hand grenades. Well, kids kids definitely make it hard for sure. But I was I was I was the one like. You know, we better close the door. Right. <laughs> it's time to close the door. We don't want to traumatize the door. We don't want to traumatize any kids. You know, I don't want to ruin the mood. I'll be right back. Give right. me three seconds. And then they're like, answer the door, mom. Our kids, just a minute. Our kids yeah. are going to be just needs God 30 seconds. You. Just 30 seconds. Dad's not angry at you. He's just red faced from oh. flushing. <laughs> Long-term monogamy, it's, it's a, I, you know, as a sex and marital therapist, it's really difficult for people to pull off the intensity, the novelty, the newness, the fun of monogamy for like 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, props. Yeah, we're, we're used to it. I think I really think touring and us being gone for a couple of months and, and uh, miss re- each refreshing other. That, that intimacy is mm-hmm. just incredible. Yeah. And, it, and, and it keeps us together when, when things are, I don't know, tough. Yeah, I can see that. Nick. <laughs> no, that was personal. Sorry, I got personal. You no, we love that. No, I'm oh just like, no, Nick just apologizing to my wife. I concur. I'll be uh, happily married. It'll be nine years. That's great. Coming up. Nothing like this. So would you let a guy come in? No, I don't think that would work for me. I'd be like, why, why does she want it? What about another girl? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, another girl. Uh, <laughs> That's um, a different story. <laughs> It's not on the menu. Okay. <laughs> we won't grill you. Okay. <laughs> tough. Um, well, the long-term thing goes through the, throughout the band. You know, we've been together for so long. You know, we're 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 loyalists to to the end. We've had the same management, same agent, same oh, wow. same band, a lot of the same crew here and there. And it's just it's great. We we love people and we keep them close. 
yeah they become like fan like real family it's they here. are they are big that's time. so cool yeah that's awesome um we have greg on the line hi greg hello hi greg hello. hi hey uh, what's going on uh well first of all big fan of the show and Thank um you. thanks for having me on my question is, uh, I'm currently 33 years old and I am still a virgin. And I, I guess I'm at a point now to where I don't know how to uh, bring something like that up on a date or in any kind of relationship. I mean, I know it has to be somewhere between the first date and the wedding night, but uh, wait, that's a long, that's a long window of time there, Greg. <laughs> I know it's got to be somewhere between there, right? Yeah, you know? So um, I don't know how to bring that up without seeming like I feel like the, the older I get and the longer I've gone without it happening, um, I seem like some kind of creep or weirdo or you know just something. It has a I feel like the older I get, it has a negative connotation. So I want to know how could I bring something like that up? And I know I can't control the response. Well, what's your? I gotta bring something like that up. Let me under help me understand the reasoning. Um, not not. The I was going to ask that. Is yeah, it like re religious or it just kind of never happened or? It it kind of just never happened. Um, I've never been in a situation to where it was. Um, it seemed like that it was going to happen and it, it just hasn't okay i mean i'll say per, uh, i'm a woman um the guy told me that he was a virgin i wouldn't think it was weird i actually one of our very good friends that has been on the podcast um he's actually 33 years old brandon he's a club promoter he's around beautiful women all the time um women but brandon is sexual so Greg, are you? I mean, when you say virgin, do you mean penetration, or do you? I mean, what do you mean when you say that? Do you? Did you? Because yeah. Brandon will do oral sex. He just won't do penetration. No, sex. I'm. I'm not a Brandon King virgin. Okay. Mm. He knew his last name. I know. He, well, you are a, a loyal a listener. Yeah. You get a T-shirt. Fan, fan of the show. Um. Okay. So I, yeah, I, I, I think I there's a beauty in that. Me I, too. I love anyone that's sexually confident, and sexual confidence can mean. Uh, taking your time and having a lot of boundaries. Sexual confidence could be completely being boundaryless and very, you know, permissive sexually. I'm support. That's sex positivity. Is you just being who you yeah, are? Yeah, that's sexually. like me and Dr. Chris. We are total opposites when total. it when it comes to sex. But um, I don't feel peer pressure to be like, no, you know, it's not really like that. I really can do this. It's like no, it's just not my thing, and that's it. I've turned and I've turned. I mean, have you guys? I. It's, you guys are married to me. It's a different story, but think back. I've turned sex down. I've been on a first date where I'm interested in the person and even maybe for a couple of weeks and I realized for whatever reason, this isn't, that's too much closeness for me or I need to, I don't know. I, I think that, I think it has to depend on who you're with, but are you and where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to attempt to prioritize sexuality or no, you want to date or and do still you want to wait till you're married now or since you waited so long? Well, I, I guess I, I wouldn't, I would be worried about, um, I you guys talk a lot about sexual compatibility. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want that to become where it's too late and that that's an issue like, oh, we're already married, but now we're not sexually compatible and that leads to, you know, other problems. So I'm not waiting until marriage. Um, that's not the, that's not the plan. Um, but I guess in, 
you know, I'm, I'm doing the, I'm using the, the dating apps and, um, I'm trying to meet new people, but I guess I'm just trying to figure out how I would bring something like that up if it went there. I think you should just uh, say it, babe. I don't, I don't think you should look at that as like a disability or you're weird or there's something wrong with you. It just never really happened. I think it's, I think it's interesting if anything. What were you going to say? I was saying, I was in my head thinking that you brought up a good point. Like, it is is Greg like a sexual person? Does does he feel? Are you confident sexually, even in the smallest way? Do you do you flirt? Are you? I don't know. Are you are you making those advances that that you know would open that door? That do you would, have like a desire to have sex, or do you feel more like asexual, where you just kind of don't want it? Uh, it's not that it's not that I don't want it. I guess I feel in a lot of social situations where I might say something or do something and and be judged for it. You know, kind of like that scene, the four year old virgin where they're playing poker. <laughs> yeah. And Andy's. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like I might do something like that and I'll be looked at differently around you know people i know i don't like, know that I, scene what are we talking about I, I, first of all i love that movie it's an amazing movie what's the scene <clears throat> um you know he kind of talks about touching a girl's boobs and he said it kind of feels like a bag of sand oh and you know it was like it's a comedy but um you, you really felt bad for him because the people were like wait bag of sand what have you ever touched boobs before and then he had that moment where he was like filled with anxiety like they know yeah but i think honestly um greg i think that you should embrace it i mean brandon he embraces it and he's a really confident guy but also because so this brandon guy who's a friend of ours he's been on the show twice <clears throat> and he's engaged in sexuality just not penetration because his belief system is you wait until you're married and i i walk the line that sounds somewhat incongruent but I, I think, you know, again, sex positivity is being comfortable with where you're at sexually. I also think sexuality is a really important part of our psyche. And anytime a, a patient or someone says that they're avoidant of some aspect of humanity, I want to have them move into, into that. And I also think it's really a problem for a relationship to get very deep and committed without having explored sexuality if you're going to seek monogamy. Because you can love someone and think they're so attractive, but that doesn't mean sexuality is going to be there or compatible. Right. And those people end up in my office. So no, I but I mean, he's, he's basically saying like he doesn't know how to come out and just tell people that. But I think if you... I don't think you necessarily do. You don't need to. But yeah. I, th I think that he should. And I'm going to tell you why. Because... Fuck it. Just put it out there. So once it's out there, it's like, you know what? It's out there and they know and I don't give a shit and I'm a virgin and I'm just going to embrace it and it's going to happen when it's going to happen. I think it would build your confidence more to just kind of let it out and come out of the closet and just do it. <laughs> Get out of that closet. You, you agree, Peanut. You're saying. I, I think that, I mean, that could definitely work. <clears throat> Why not? But I don't know if you need to actually have sex to know if you're sexually compatible with somebody mm. uh, you know uh, watching the show uh, masters of sex and the, the guy was like why do we kiss it's because we're smelling each other and and checking out the pheromones like that gives you a lot of data right there you know it doesn't actually have to be penetration i'm going to challenge that well here's why. I, I know i was going to yeah. challenge it too because the, the, the sexual compatibility is about how much intimacy and affection we want. It's about whether we're dominant or submissive. And I have people coming into my office 
I use this example often where I work with some women and they'll come and they'll say, I've been married for three years, five years, 10 years. I married a guy who just isn't assertive or aggressive sexually. Dr. Donahue, I can't imagine going the rest of my life never having a man grab me, throw me down, or fuck me. And yeah. I didn't know that until we got married that this man wasn't going to dominate me in the way I wanted to be. Or I'm with someone who doesn't like oral and I only orgasm from oral sex. He won't go down on me. It's things like that that yeah, just and don't work girls, themselves there, out. There's a, a girl that called us the other day and she was saying that she loves her man. She kind of waited a long time until she fell in love with him and they finally had sex. And when they have sex, she can't really feel his penis. Like it's just not big enough for her. Um, and her. she's very frustrated because she really loves him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like to be in that situation where you already love someone and then you have to deal with the fact that, you know, sex just isn't great. It's horrible. But um, Greg, that's my advice to you. Uh, Dr. Chris, me and wanna... Peanut are like keep it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> you don't have to blast out there. I mean, Amber's right. I think there's something so beautiful in living authentically and vulnerably and out loud. But I'm also a fan sometimes of like dating slow, letting someone get to know you, and earning the trust before you open up and share a part of you that you might get prejudiced or biased. But about. I also feel like for I don't know if you're straight, but um, for a man to tell a, a, a woman that. She would also she would almost take care of him in a way where she knows he's a virgin, right? Instead of expecting things from him that he doesn't know what to do. Unless she wants to be dominated and slayed. Do you think <laughs> every girl wants to be dominated would, and slayed? Girls would really like that thought of like I'm going to be his first, like yeah, fuck yeah, I would. Amber would. I would be like, yo, be I get to show him something that he never had before. That's amazing. I got this. Yeah. You just, you, you just, I got this. It's going to be the time of your life, boy. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be anything to be ashamed of. Um, I think most people that you would want to be intimate with would be cool enough to be able to handle something that heavy. And you've got to you've got to feel them out. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Before I think that. So. Yeah. And during. Well, good luck, Greg. Um call us back. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, yeah. let us know good what luck. happens. Be yourself. All right, thank you. All right, babe. But that's what's interesting. So you guys are both married, so it's always interesting cuz you know, people that are single have to go through all these de developmental stages that you guys have worked through. I sometimes probably or or are still yeah. But, you know, you've been in relationships for a long enough time where I guess you've been able to assess that whatever's compatible is good. Whatever's not compatible is workable or acceptable. And so there's like that comfort and safety in that. Which it changes too. Yeah, so. I didn't get married and settle down until I was like 38. So I had oh, that's so good. been all over the place. And <laughs> you were a whore for a while. <laughs> I had, what a kind way. So I, I want to marry a whore for 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I got it out of my system, yeah, and for that sure. was the path I I had to take. Yeah, you know? yeah. It wouldn't wouldn't have worked for me to settle down at twenty like my man over here, but it's yeah, all good. no, it's good because you did it at a perfect time. Yeah, you know, everybody's different. Yeah, yep. Yeah, find your, find your path. I was married once, once upon a time, for fourteen months. Let's not talk about that. Okay. Uh, so the Unity Tour. Yes. Tell us all about it. So it kicks off on June 22nd. Yep. We have... Uh, Cleveland first? Yep. Starting in Cleveland. We got New Politics is a great band of... They're kind of international. One of the guys is from Denmark. They're and, higher on the charts than us. Those, yeah. Those they're, they're doing really well around K-Rock. And um, it's... The Unity Tour is just... It's a special thing where we have different openers each year and yeah. people come back and they... They make friends, and we really have a community that's more 
more than just a band. It's about the, the bonds that people make with each other and people meet their spouses and best friends. And it's, it's a really special thing to, to be a part of. 18 years. Jesus. Damn. Damn, <laughs> You son. guys are like the quintessential commitment relational. 27 years. Yeah, you guys were blowing my mind tonight. Yeah. I'm wow. so yeah. I'm so glad you guys are here to 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 tell him this because he is just <laughs> not that guy. What, like, what guy am I not? Tell, let's, let's, tell, let's, me, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Mark on the microphone. No, I. I tell my portrait tattoo. I feel like <laughs> that's all you look at. Who's that? Yeah. You know, Doctor Chris is in a relationship. Keep saying it's Tesla. Um. Tesla with a pigeon. And <laughs> sorry, it's a crow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Tesla with a pigeon. But yeah, but you always talk about how monogamy is just like not that realistic, right? And they're like living it sure. for years. Yeah. Well, if that's the, if that's the headspace that you're that you're in, then that's totally true. Yeah. Because well, I say again, all the time, I am a serial monogamous. I like to be monogamous with one person that I genuinely love and care about. And, you know, that's kind of like my thing. And I'm going to snitch on you. Dr. Chris calls me vanilla and he says that I'm boring and I probably oh, just lay there, God. missionary. <laughs> I do say that. I say <laughs> that it with love. I say it with love. No, I, you know. He has a whole checklist of things that I, I need to I do, do sexually. We're working on it. We're working on it. Working <laughs> through it. Right. But you also yeah, do know, Amber. <laughs> I, I'm the doctors. That I, I, but Amber does know I also do support your, your dating style, romantic style. I think it's really beautiful and powerful that you Thanks, babe. take your time. You go slow. You like a lot of closeness. Well, but you have to remember, I work clinically. And so people come in that aren't pulling things off, right? And so I get to see the difficulties of monogamy. I get to see the dark, horrible things people will do. Do to each other you know the divorce rate and the cheating rate is astronomically high and so i'm not you know in any way against monogamy i think it's a really beautiful thing i just also am willing to call out the difficulty of that especially well that's why you know when, you, know, when you said you got married at like 38 i think that's like you know you got all your hoisms out i think it's a good age for sure especially for a guy yeah you are just like a unicorn slower. like there's I mean, we <laughs> rare. Yeah, we had a couple of years of craziness. I didn't. I found the person I needed. Yeah. Yeah. What was? How did work. you know that? Was there like a thing, a moment, a characteristic? Like, what was that? Like, I need. You? She looked at me. Oh. Yeah. It was. It was simple. It was simple. It was. It was obvious. Gag. Nick even Nick even saw it. It's like that girl's totally looking at you. I go. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know what I did right in New Orleans. Those That's are the so moments, cool. though. I, yeah. lo I love those moments. It was incredible. Yeah. We, yeah. we talk about it frequently. I don't think we've idealized it. It was just magical in, it, in, its, in, its, you know, in its presence. It was cool. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Do you want to take another, another caller? Sure. Let's... Amber doesn't want to hear about this. <laughs> I'm bitter. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think it's really cute. I but think it's, it's the same amazing. thing we hear about from other bands. You know, like, they're like, oh, I would kill to be in a band for that long and work with the same guys and have, have, have a long-term relationship without yeah. using those words. You know, bands don't really talk like that. But that's, right. what, they're, that's what they're fucking saying, you know? <laughs> right. Like, you work out all these things together and you go up and you go down and you keep, you keep pushing ahead because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, you guys were together long enough to have a beer, your own beer, your own ale. A good one. I mean, damn. One. That's yep. so cool. And cannabis hardware. Oh, yeah? Yep. That's what we gave your mom. We gave your mom one. Oh, okay. I don't smoke. I wish I did. Why do you have that tattoo? I like that weed leaf. Um, That's my ex-husband. He was a pothead. <laughs> that's why we're divorced, because he smoked and I didn't. It's all coming We were never well. on the same level, so. Literally, it's hard. Yeah. 
It's hard. Yeah. But we got someone on the phone. We got Susie on the phone. Susie. Hi. Hey. Hi, Susie. Hi. What's going on, babe? How can we help you? Um, so I had called, I, well, first of all, hi guys, I'm so excited. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I had called because <clears throat> I wanted to seek advice of, um, something going on between, uh, my boyfriend and I. So, uh, a few, the, well, earlier this year, I found out that I have, um, uh, herpes, HSV2. Um, and I found out because I actually transmitted it to my boyfriend. Um, and the doctors kind of concluded that because his blood tests, uh, showed a negative for it. Um, but like the, the tissue sample was positive. They said that it was a new infection and he had signs of a new infection, whereas I didn't. Um, and kind of going back, I realized when I was misdiagnosed, um, which was with, when I was with my ex-boyfriend uh, about a year ago. Um, well, we broke up a year ago. And um, so uh, he, I found out that he was cheating on me, so I broke up with him. And then I thought, oh, perfect. So it was herpes that one time that I thought was kind of like a bacterial infection. At least that's what the doctors diagnosed me with. Um, because I took too long to go to the doctors when I had symptoms. So, um, so yeah, so finding out that I had it was because I transmitted it to my boyfriend. Um, so I, it was a hard time because I was like, I felt so guilty, uh, because like I already knew that this guy like cheated on me and then I had this kind of dormant for a while for at least over a year and when it finally sprouted back up again I passed it on to someone and it like it killed me especially because like my new boyfriend is absolutely wonderful and he's been like I felt so bad because I couldn't support him because this is like a new like this is a new thing for him and so we kind of both needed support for this um but I was just I was devastated because I could not I could not handle I like I still can't um, this was like in February when we found out and I still can't, I still like, I still constantly feel like he almost kind of resents me. He doesn't. Um, but it's just like, you know, like how do you get over seeing, like realizing that you passed this on to someone that you well, know, it was, you an, it was an accident, right? That's what you said. You didn't know. So how does herpes, no. how does herpes work? Dr. Um, Chris? Cause she okay. said that she did a blood test and then it came out negative. Yeah. So here's where I'm going to horrify everyone in some ways. And also I think empower you, Susie. So this is the difficulty of herpes. Um, 60, the stats are roughly about 60 to 80% of people over the age of 12 have herpes simplex virus one, about 20% That's of population. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Stay with me for a second. Herpes simplex two, about 20% of the population has. You can pass both from mouth to mouth, from mouth to genital, from genital to mouth. A lot of people have it from years, for years, show no symptoms. Um, we used to But think what about when you get tested? There's cultures and there's blood tests. And some are better at picking it up right away and others take time. And so not all doctors give the blood tests. Some just do the culture. 
And so it's easy for it to lie dormant and you can pass it on without being symptomatic. We used to think if you had sores, that's the only time you could pass it on. You can pass it on even when you don't. And so it's hard to target when you got it, who you got it from. Um, you know, it's really difficult to protect yourself. So wait, so if you get a blood test correct, and everything comes out negative, you should go get a culture as well, just in case. Usually you'll get the culture and then you should go get a blood test. Okay, but what is going to determine... Because she said that it came out negative. Right. So that's because she only did a blood test. Right. So a culture... You ideally want... I would get both ideally. Okay. So sometimes it can just come out negative in the blood and then in the culture... HIV tests can do that as well because there's window periods. Fuck. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that that's yeah. a part of being sexual. <laughs> yeah, it, it's unfortunate. And the thing is, is like with Susie's example, she wasn't symptomatic. So there was no nothing alerting her to the need to maybe get tested right away or that there was anything she was able to possibly pass on to someone. And that's just part of being sexual right now, you know? Oh, my God. So, Susie, what's your, what's your question? So, I mean... Um, like I said, my, my, my boyfriend, we're going on a few, uh, like seven months now together. Um, and he's, you know, he's super awesome. Uh, he's super supportive and, um, we've, um, we found this connection between each other that we like the idea of opening up our relationship. But I'm kind of still, like, I'm super into it. I'm, I'm bisexual, and I'm super into it. And he's into it, like, even bringing males in, couples, females, it doesn't matter. Um, but, like, I'm still trying to get over, like, my guilt of... Uh, well, you said that well, he's I, not making you like feel that, guilty, though. Like I, like, I know I know this, because, like, I'm even trying to go into, like... It sucks because that's like they always say it's always different when it's your own like when it's yourself because like I'm even trying to go into like health education with like Planned Parenthood and all these things like I like I have my bachelor's degree and all these things but now that it's me I'm like crap this is what they're talking about like that scarlet letter feeling that like I'm like how am I gonna bring like how are we gonna bring other people in when like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I mean, here's the beautiful you know. thing. So the patients I work with that have um, any any kind of STD, there are dating sites that are set up specifically for people with various STDs so that you don't have to go through the prejudice and the stigma. Um, so I would, I would go for one of those websites. They have dating websites for people that have like herpes and For stuff. sure. Yeah, there's multiple ones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think my boyfriend, he searched one. He brought one up. Um, uh, he mentioned that, too, and which I guess kind of alleviates that, too, because I'm like, well, you know, then I, I can't pass it on to someone then at that point. Um, but it's just kind of like, like we were super into this when we first started dating, and then we got diagnosed, and then I just kind of like, ugh. Um, like we were, we were like doing kind of like we were kind of doing ads. We didn't actually get with anyone at that point, and I, like I was way more enthusiastic. But that's that why point. I think and I think the most healing thing you might be able to do is have this three way, because it's you pushing through that barrier. Because I don't, I don't want you to sit around in shame and guilt. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, babe, honestly, it could happen to anyone. I actually just had that conversation yesterday. Um, you know, me and Doctor Chris talk about this all the time that you know if you have cancer or if you have the flu and you have a runny nose and stuff like that people are like oh but if you have std 
it's like because yeah. it comes from sex yeah and you know it really it has happened to women that are married and they're and they're you know husbands cheat on them and stuff like that it's just well it's it's yeah it's sex shame because you know I, we don't walk around with gloves and head masks on, and you can get viruses and bacteria from babies, airplanes, doorknobs, right? Mm-hmm. You can sit on your couch uh-huh. home from work with a runny nose shitting your pants from a flu or a virus, and you're, it's all good. Yeah. But if it's sexual, we're like, oh, shit, you're dirty. I just, it feels scarier. For sure, I know. That's just stigma. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And then I think one of the issues that my, uh, my boyfriend mentioned, which is actually kind of right he says that he seems that or he says that it seems like i'm also trying to just kind of like i see where you're going dr donahue with that but i also feel like i'm almost at this point i don't know if it's a little more dangerous because i'm almost feel like i'm trying to like validate something by being with someone else what would you be validating? like but you you said that you're into it so are you really not into it do you not want to do it or i I am, but I guess when we were kind of when we started being rejected, when we were, before we were getting onto like a specific, uh, like positive, like one of those like kind of like positive uh, websites, uh-huh. um, we were just constantly getting rejected, and so at that point he was like, uh, "I think it's doing a lot more damage to you because like you're getting rejected because we were getting rejected For sure. of the of the STD." So now I'm like, but that's why I want you to be like, part of a community that's not going to reinforce that rejection. Yeah. Because I agree. Yeah. You, you constantly getting rejected is just reinforcing the stigma and the bias. Um, listen, push forward, circle back, let us know how it went, what you did, because there's a lot of people listening that are in very similar situations as you. Mm-hmm. Circle back and let us know what you've done to kind of re-empower yourself around it. All right? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. We'll try out. We'll for sure then try right, it. So I guess I've been rejected so many times I didn't want to, but I will. I will. Thanks, babe. Keep in touch. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Heartbreaking stuff. I'm never having sex again. I'm not I'm just not doing it. Yeah, this show is what reinforces Amber Singledom. It 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 does. It it it's just it's it's scary. Yep. It's very very scary. It really is, and that's why I'm so technical with the antibacterial soap and yeah, like. Yeah, but it doesn't. Here's the thing, you know, unless when you're giving oral sex or getting oral sex, you're using a dental dam, and you're being careful about skin contact without some kind of. No barrier, one does that. Everyone gives head impossible. raw dog. Yeah, and so everyone has the potentiality of catching something. Fuck. You know, it's part of being sexual. The two married guys in monogamous relationships are like, oh, well, <laughs> scary. It's scary to even think about. It's scary to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. It's scary. I had no idea that herpes worked like that. And that's the kicker: is people don't understand that. That uh, you hear the stat again: sixty to eighty percent of people over twelve have simplex one, and that can be transferred from mouth to genitals, from genitals to genitals, from genitals to mouth. So, if someone has a cold sore, yes, and gives you head, yes, you can have genital Correct. herpes. And they can also give it to you while not having a cold sore if they're infected and might not even know that they're infected because they might not be symptomatic. It's called an asymptomatic transmission. But I thought you can only get it for... Nope. With an outbreak. That's not true. We used to think that. That's part of the problem. And you won't won't go get tested unless you have an outbreak because who is getting tested for herpes? Most people aren't after every single sex partner. I do. Few do. 
I do. You do, but not, not <laughs> I do. at home, I at home kit. Constantly. My doctor's like, you're back again, really? Make it easier. I'm Make like, it. I had sex one time with a condom, and I still want to get tested. Yeah. I just don't. I have to. Amber's like, someone looked at me sexual, so I'm in here. Yeah. I just want to make sure everything's good. I got fingered. I don't know if he has a cut on his yeah. cuticle. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm coming back. Yeah. Anyway, on a lighter note, <laughs> got to make it easier for. We're about to, to rock tested. out, so uh, we're going to play your new single "Too yeah. Much to Think" from the album Mosaic, and the album's going to come out on June twenty third. So, uh, tell us about the album. It took us two years, over two years to work on. It's seventeen songs long. It's almost two years long. <laughs> two <laughs> years long. <laughs> we feel it's a big step forward. You know that when you're on your twelfth album, that. The, the trick is to keep innovating and keep it current and keep moving into new territory and mission accomplished on this one. We're really excited for people to hear it. But um, that's like a super album. You write 17 yeah. songs, not just an album. Well, usually you write 17 songs and leave five of them off. But okay. in the past, we did that. And then some of those B-sides turned out to be like fan favorites. Oh, shit, is that good? So, Why did you cut that song? So we just put <laughs> them all so out. Good. Let people sort them out. Make an iTunes playlist and throw <laughs> just, away the ones you don't like. Just take them. Just take them. We're going to make them all great. I have the most important question of the night. Do me, Dr. Chris, and Anne get free tickets? Here, to the sure. Palladium in, You're on the in August. Well, oh. Amber missed this. I was explaining to Nick that if I was on one of their cruises, I would not honor the boundary of where the fans aren't allowed to cross, and that I'd be like up in there. Right. <laughs> like I'm that fan that's like I got to get as close as I can. I'm on this boat with you for. Oh, five you're days. the annoying ones. <laughs> There's security. It's uh, security. It's so fun. Bummer. It's such a good feeling when you know no one's going home. Everyone's going to be on no one has to drive. People yeah. just go nuts on the cruise. It's oh, amazing. It's so cool. We're there. All right, so let's play this song. Back again on hold up in the waiting room again. Focus on the empty, getting under. Yeah. 
the pieces of the people as they run away It's a burn that made distraction, a modern reaction The people don't have to feel the dissatisfaction It's a slow journey up, but a quick ride on down And nobody here, knowing their way around From the top of the world, every which way is down And who's gonna take the crown? Did you hear how loud that bass was mixed? Shit. That was some badass bass play. Finally, someone understands me. (laughs) Stuck in my head forever. (laughs) For sure. That was amazing, you guys. Thank you for that. Um, And I'm super excited to come and see you in concert. That's the only only way to really experience us. I mean, you like our music. That's great. And we give headphone candy and, you know, it's, it's, it's a good ride, but nothing like the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's a sweaty rocking scene collective people are getting down i can't wait so hot mostly happy people (laughs) it's the only kind of group action amber be part of so you know oh go fuck yourself it's good it's good group group action (laughs) i'm all about the group she's not but we'll make it work Dr. Chris, you don't have a, a a quiz for me today. Usually, he likes to test me on things I to mean, see if I know. I can't quiz you every what's, week. What's going on in the world? And and um, what's that one? This one is an article talking about how uh, this is like a big no shit. I've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexting might not negatively affect your relationship. Okay. Here's so this is oh this is actually for the for the two married gentlemen in the room. I'm gonna drop some gems for you guys. Okay. So one of the things I tell people don't come here married anymore. Yeah, either. It kind of throws off the whole vibe in the room. <laughs> the party's a whole different kind of party. But you know, some of the couples I work with, you know, uh, sex sex gets ignored. Sex isn't prioritized. And so I always tell the couples I work with, you know, keep your partners erotic. I tell them every single day do something romantic, affectionate, or erotic. It can be the way you look at them. It can be a note. It can be the way you touch them. I'm a big fan of having people sexed. I love people using technology as a way to stay romantically connected. Because sometimes that dies, and if enough months go by, it's really hard to get back to that. And I think that's kind of what the study was just talking about, where people love to slam, you know, apps and sexting and all that's going on. But, like, I've worked with some couples where they travel a lot, there's long distance, and it's just a way to stay connected. Yeah. I agree. You're flirting. And it's like yeah. foreplay yeah. all day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, we always talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, bless you, science. Now you're now you're backing us up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. It's like meditation calms people down. We now have a study on it. Like, no shit. No shit. We've been doing it for fucking 5,000 oh, years. I know. Like, I know. okay. Well, whatever. If, if science gets to validate it and then everybody understands it and it's a little bit more mainstream yeah. and it's a good thing for society and personal appreciation and relationships 
And win, 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 win. Yeah, and me and Amber, like our dating relational style similar where me and Amber like to stay really close. We like a lot of closeness and intimacy. And so we're the kind of people when we're dating We're clingy as fuck, We are clingy. We are codependent. Like, we jokingly, I'm like, I will blow your phone up every hour on the hour. Like, what are you doing now? How about now? Well, what about now? FaceTime. What about now? Yeah. (laughs) Send me a picture. Literally, I'm like, send me a picture. Yeah, what are you doing? What's up? And it's not jealousy or any of that. It's just like, I want a umbilical cord. Yeah. Don't there's got to be a dark side to that, right? Like oh, on the new sure. album, there's a song called Places That the Mind Goes. And it's about like, when I don't hear from you, the places that the mind goes, you know? Yeah. And that's like, that's a very human thing that everyone has has gone through. Especially with technology. Or if you like someone and then you see they follow like new people on Instagram, you're just like. <laughs> see, you're hearing a lot about her For dark example, side. Yeah. You're like, well, why are you following her? Like, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> But I never say it. I just take the L and I, I just, you know, I suck it up. But you're, and God bless your wives because, you know, you're out there. You have fans. Fans send things, say things, like things. I mean, how do your wives deal with that? Or what do you do to make your wives feel so comfortable? If you bang on this table one more time, I'm going to kick your ass. I, I she, I, uh. <laughs> how do your wives feel about this? It's for dramatic effect, all right? <laughs> I mean, I've definitely had relationships in the past where they just, couldn't handle me being in a band or something like that. So it, it takes a, a certain confident person and a, and a real bond of trust to be okay with the life of being out on the road and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I make her feel comfortable at the same time. It's, you know, do you call, like when you get off a of stage, you call her immediately after the show, let her know yeah, how we it talk went. a lot, you know, FaceTime's great. When yeah. You, Cause you guys like, get a bad rap bands musicians everyone's like don't date a musician never date a musician but you know we're we're outliers from the whole <laughs> musician vibe because you know we're from omaha and we just <laughs> a little different upbringing and you know we we, we get now crazy and stuff sense. But, yeah. amber's been dating the wrong kind of musician from now the wrong it town. makes sense yeah omaha nebraska <laughs> that's where i need to go <laughs> No, but going back to what you said, how you always tell people to like always um, eroticize their partner yes. and, and, you know, um, I was talking to a guy and he, I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and he was like, oh, I'm going to use the bathroom. So my toilet has like another door on it, like inside of my bathroom, you go in the toilet and it's another door. And um, I kind of was just in there and he was talking to me and I'm like, I'm thinking he's like going pee. But then I kind of walk over, assuming that he's done, because it's like a full minute, you know, like a minute and a half. And I and I walk over, and he's just sitting on the toilet, like just... Going to the bathroom. Yeah. And this was date number like three. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I'm just like, ew. Like, I don't want to... I don't... I, like, I don't find you sexy anymore. It was that quick. Yeah. Immediately. That yeah. quick. Or if you're just... You was, just get butt naked, like instantly, and then well, jump lost. in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why are you naked in the bed? You didn't even give me an opportunity to want to take your shirt off. Or am I just a cunt? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, again, I want to hear what the two married gentlemen think. That's a hard play. You gotta, you've got to be aware. You got to be able to read someone else's mind to to be totally right about that all the time. You know, you 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 don't know if someone's gonna want you to be 
totally ready or you know or there's there's that that warm-up okay but zero went on on the the bathroom example zero right into the bathroom example i remember hearing open or closed i remember hearing friends get into new relationships and be like when is it okay to take a shit? Never. Okay, ready? Never. The doctor at says their, at never. Their place. Never. At their place. Never. You know, oh, Only when it's wait, the same place? At their place is one thing. With them in the room with the door open and all that's a whole nother story. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, start, it starts at that and then... It, and then No, don't yeah. let it move forward. This is... Right. This Stop is, and close starts the, with we'll that. close the door. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can never... Listen... I would never. Even if I had to use the bathroom, I put some shampoo in the sink. I would run the water. Yeah, yeah. I would have my perfume in there. Mm-hmm. I would like, take a match. Like nothing it would, happened in here. It would be a <laughs> yeah, moment. No like, scene. You know what I mean? Because you have to be prepared. Well, you can ask for privacy too. For, he just he just didn't have that barrier, and he didn't realize he was going to be on the shit end of not being sexy anymore. <laughs> well, and that sucks. And that's yeah. why he's single. Was then is now and yeah, may continue. Not getting, no, not but like if invited. you if you come up if you come up to my room, and you just immediately take all your clothes off and get in my bed. I'm ready. I'm turned <laughs> off. You want to reveal? You wanna, I don't like that. Reveal. I mean, I'm the thing where if I'm if if you're, you're my, not my man though, like it's not you, not you yeah, personally, yeah, yeah, Doctor Chris. I you love gotta you. Earn, you got to earn that. Just like the just like the raw dog said earlier, you know. No, but I mean, like, if you're my man and we were out at the movies, I'm like, yo, when we get home, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you, and we go in the bed, and like everything just comes off really fast. It's a different moment, right? But if it's just like, you know, we just had dinner downstairs and we were outside smoking and chilling, and then you're just like, all right, well, I'm ready for bed, and then you just take all your clothes off and get in my bed. I'm like, ill. <laughs> Like get it, get in bed maybe with like you know a tank top or something like let me want to like take it off because you are my sexual romantic partner that's the thing like I don't want the person I'm dating to be my best friend I have friends you're my sex partner you're my romance partner I want intimacy and closeness but I want to preserve that especially if I'm going to be monogamous with you for a long time yeah like I want to maintain that sexuality and that but I also want to feel you get hard you know like in your shorts. You know what I mean? Like, I want to kind of be like, oh, mm, okay, this is a moment, (laughs) you know, like maybe we can, you know, take it to the next and like gradually work up to that instead of just being naked in my bed under the covers over it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Married men. Yes. Weigh in. You're like nine years later. It's a different story. Okay. So from (laughs) your perspective, before you were married, like. It's just like, whoop, let's go. And you're just like, I don't really know you like that. Like, let me kind of maybe take your shirt off or let's gradually work into that. Like, if I'm making out with you and then you finally see your tits and it's like, oh, wow, this is a moment. Instead of like, here's my tits, here's my ass, here's my vagina. It's all right there. You don't really think about like, I wonder what it's like. I wonder how wet it's going to be. But that's why I'm not, I'm not about nudity. And, and like I, I'm the person where people are like, oh, nudity is natural. I'm like, fuck that. I, I, nudity is erotic for me and sexual, and I want it to stay that way. I don't want to see. That's how I feel. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to see puss and boobs and dick all over the place. Like I think it's supposed to be. I want it to be a special moment. And so I'm in a committed relationship. It's monogamous. I have a fiance, and like we keep our clothes on until it's sex time because I want to be turned on and excited, and I want it to be a moment as well. I don't walk around. Yeah, naked. if you're just walking around naked all the time, I'm like. That thing again? Yeah, like, ill. I just again. saw that thing bumping in, yeah, laying on the table. But that's part of the fun foreplay, too, is taking each other's clothes off. Yep. You right. know, and just waiting for it like it's a like it's a number being dialed up is, is kind of flat. And I can, I can see that for sure. 
So you, I'll change you, my ways. That's what I was going to ask you. But it's like, a girl, it's like a girl at a concert. Like that. <laughs> um, no, no, you want you want it to be as exciting. Is like this you what said, happens you in your household? You want to eroticize it. You want it. You want it to be fresh. You want it to be uh, together. You right. want it to be a. Uh, uh, it's a conversation. Right. But I, that's I, like I a, that's, that's like you see. You got You got to keep dating your wife. Yeah. yeah. It can't just yeah. be. That is exactly like, it. Keep dating. Keep dating. Keep dating. Yes. If you if you look in the crowd, right? Well, when you were single, you look in the crowd and you're like, "Damn, that girl's hot!" Like she has some big ass titties, and like I wonder what that shit looks like. And then she just the whole time just has her shirt off, and she's like, "Woo!" With her tits out, it's kind of like it just took it away. No, you know, they used to always do that in the '90s. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> okay, so I wanted I I I'm a huge fan of Guns N' Roses, and I just saw them at Coachella, and I really wanted to have my tits out. For them, because I never had an opportunity to see them all together with Slash and Axel and everybody, because um, I was too I was a little before my time, um, and I really wanted to have my tits out. And I put it on Twitter, and I was like, "Yo, I'm totally gonna flash," you know, like really have my tits out at Coachella. And then I go, and everyone's like, you know, kind of just bobbing their heads, and I'm like. This is fucking Guns N' Roses. Yep. Why no one has their tits out? Like, I, I wish I would have fucking lived. So like, what happened, dudes? Tell us. What, what's more the tits deal? at concerts. What? We need that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to feel like, like, I almost feel like, I'm going to give you a little advice. If, if Axel or Slash ever got on the mic and was like, Yo, like, let me see your titties. I would have been like, woo. I think Nick but, just did that. Nick just said we need more boobs at concerts. No, I mean, but I mean, you I almost have to say it on stage. Like, where's the tits at? People love direction. Yeah, people, people need direction. I need direction. Tell them what I you need. need. I need direction. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Because yeah. if they love you so ask, much, they'll do it want. and they won't feel as bad. They'll be like, yo, the band said I can do it. So it's like a moment, you know? It's funny because all the crew would always, you know, the crew comes out of the woodwork and you see all the guys in black t-shirts like rubbernecking around oh, the amps. Hey, so where the fuck were you all day? Now, now you come out. Now you come out and watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> now you care. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll pull my tits out at your concert when I come. I kind of feel bad you lost your moment though. What if Guns N' Roses? I mean, that was. So you never did it. I didn't do no, it. Just. Because I would be the only one that was like just sitting there with her tits. And I'm already famous. It was already already cameras on me. It was already like, you know, kind of like a different vibe. Not what I really wanted. I really wanted to go super grungy and like just have my tits out and show Slash how much I love them. In all fairness, it was Hochella and your tits were out in that mesh. That was this year. Oh. I'm talking about last year. Oh, yeah, my bad. So I call it Hochella so you can dress like a hoe. Just have fun, but I had my t- I had a fishnet shirt with just my tits out. It was amazing, but I wanted to fully like go ham. Womp womp. Concerts used to get so much crazier than they do now. I don't know if it's because everyone has their phone and they're yeah. just kind of detached, but it used to get the mosh pit, the stage diving, the slam dancing, the the mm-hmm. tits out. I mean. Kids today need to ask their parents how to party. And yeah. <laughs> this is the first time in history that's ever been a thing. Yeah, and, and but that's the thing. It's like, you know, with cameras and social media, you know, you can't really have your tits out because then someone's going to be like, oh, look, she has her tits out. And then it's all over Facebook Shaming. and Twitter. Yeah, and it's just like, why can't I just have my tits out and like just live my life? <laughs> why the fuck do you have to take a picture of me? 
It's not fair. Well, now we're learning 311 concerts are a safe space. We're, yes. we're requesting more, that. More we're, than most bands, I would giving imagine. permission for that, so... <laughs> That's crazy. I'm totally gonna do it at your concert. I'm sorry, it's gonna happen. I need to. I need to live that moment. I never had that moment oh, before. Man. Okay, we have uh, Madeline. Hi, Madeline. Hi. Hi, honey. How are you? How can we help you? I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> good, babe. I'm just calling um, because my girlfriend and I were sharing fantasies um, that we wanted to try out and things we've never done before, and she mentioned wanting to try rape fantasy. And I was totally okay with that. I'm just not sure how to do that safely and in a non-traumatic way and what to do if it brings up um, my traumas. Well. Or your girlfriend, girlfriend, like in a relationship. Yeah, my partner. Got it. I mean, here's the thing. You, you can't, you can't actually do that because rape is non-consensual sex. And if you're giving someone permission to have sex with you via a fantasy, then you've given consent thereby they're not actually having a rape occur. So she wants to tell you to stop and don't do it, but to do it. For it to feel dangerous. Yeah. Just to like feel dangerous. Um, I've discussed like we probably have to develop a safe word. There it is. Um, it's all about the safe word. And it's got to be a word yeah. that doesn't sound at all like the yeah, words. Yeah, we've discussed like fruits, like pineapple Correct. and things yeah. like that and banana. Yeah. Because you're going to be saying, no, please stop. And so the safe word can't sound like a word that would be confused. So, yeah, it's got to be like cucumber. But yeah. you said your own trauma. So do you want to elaborate? Um, yeah, I was sexually abused um, growing up. So um, sometimes sex can bring up like some like flashbacks and stuff. It's not very often, but uh, that's just a very like kind of close, very like similar. And so I, I wouldn't really know what I've never done anything like that so I wouldn't know how to react if I started having flashbacks and you know how to request comfort and feel better and have a still have a nice night I guess well you you just kind of beautifully said what I'd want you to do you just naturally kind of walked through which is you're with someone you feel safe and comfortable with you're aware that flashbacks might might occur it sounds like you're with someone where you could call that out and you guys could stop you guys could check in with each other um, you do a lot of touch, do a lot of soothing things, maybe move back into sexuality if you're feeling comfortable stopping if it occurs again. I mean, it's a lot of start and stop, a lot of checking in, uh, discuss with your partner, you know, grounding and self-soothing techniques. Okay. But it's possible to work through something like that by, you know, sexualizing it and feeling more in control. Nick, you were kind of nodding. Peanut, you were nodding. Uh, I mean, I want to know more about the self self soothing. That sounds interesting. I bet people would love to hear about that. You're asking me or Madeline? You. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, here's the thing. Um, our early sexual lives, fortunately and unfortunately, sometimes just get carried with us through our adult sexual lives and don't necessarily always go away. And they can make you know appearances. And that's why I say to people, every time you have sex with someone, you're either wounding them or you're kind of healing them. So just be careful who you're having sex with. It's never just a random hookup or an anonymous encounter. But self-soothing techniques. Um, if you feel like you're having a flashback, I'm not a fan of someone continuing or pushing through. I'm a fan of them stopping. I'm a fan of them also making eye contact, uh, talking about what's around them, like basic grounding techniques, uh, touch, um, slowly then moving back into sexuality. Yeah, patience. Patience. Right. Yeah. Not, not trying to just push yourself through prioritizing, you know, your comfort and your safety over just finishing the sex act or getting off. It's heavy. It's heavy out there. 
That's what's so fascinating about sex is it's it's real. I it I we're so emotional. I so had affected. a guy. I got on his back, like piggyback, and I got to the point. Where I was like, "All right, let me down," and he was like, "No." And I was like, "No, really, like let me down. I want to get down." And I start, I started panicking, and that's literally not even sexual, right? You know what I mean? And I really was like, "Get me the fuck down now!" And I, I really felt like. I was, you know, out of control. Like I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't get out of his arms. There was like no way. So like, I can only imagine like how it feels to experience that trauma and then kind of relive it again. Yeah. Especially with your partner that she, she wants it. So yeah. Be gentle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the safe word, the safe word is, is good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. That and, was that was the first thing that came to my mind. Is like safe word. Always have to have a safe word. But where where did the interest in this come from? It, it just when you think about it, it does sound slightly arousing. It does. I've never been the dominant one, and she likes she likes being dominated. So that's really new and different for me. And um, so the thought of like taking a little bit control, telling her what to do, was arousing. It's just um, the word rape is just so harsh and just like means a lot and can be traumatizing that I just wasn't sure like how, you know, to go about it or anything. But I do like the idea of being dominant. Right. Yeah, because you're trying to turn a situation that you had no control around into a situation where you do. And sometimes that can kind of heal it or or not. So be prepared for the opposite Mm -hmm. where it feels very uncomfortable. Well, in the the connotation sexually is not really a rape, like you were saying. The definition, you know, of of uh, you know consent is already kind of given. Yeah. So it's it's in this context, it's a little different than the real word. Yeah. More yeah, and like Dr. Chris kind of, said, if, yeah. yeah, if you if you, at any point you get uncomfortable, then just stop. Hello. Thank you guys so yeah. Much. Good I luck, really Madeline. Appreciate Circle it. back and I let us know. Be better. <laughs> For sure. Call us back, babe. Good luck. I think that was our last call. Was it? <laughs> I saw it on the. That I saw it on the little call? pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> on the very well written pink slip. All right. Well, uh, so your website. Not that I want to leave. This is all. It's always so interesting to, well, we'll to delve in back. these. Let's to delve more. in these areas, but it, it's tough. It's <laughs> tough on the tough on the everything. Doctor Chris, you didn't even you didn't even ask them any like real questions. Are you shaming me? Yeah. <laughs> we related so well. I don't like putting people on the spot either. I kind of let them come forward. I'm so like, he's such a like, he would usually, I probably cause you're married and he's just like, throwing the game oh, monogamy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honoring the fact that they have wives at home that might not want their sex lives kind of brought forward. You know, they haven't consented. So yeah, they safe, came on safe, love line. So word. True that. That was the consent. Did your wives know that <laughs> upon entering the room that it's all fair game? Dr. Drew and well, we Adam Carolla answer. would be very upset with us if we didn't. <laughs> we can answer as much as we want. We've, we've been in the situation enough knowing that if you put us on the spot, we can we can take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. We can walk out of that spotlight if we if we need to. Not not literally. <laughs> it's like our 15th time or something. Something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was it that uh, you guys are probably one of the longstanding. Assembly yep. uh, 182. Yep. We're going to Monica Lewinsky them in the leg and so they never get to do it again. 
Well, just Wait, take over, take over there. No, not Monica Lewinsky. Oh man! Oh, oh we're gonna sleep. Yeah, we're gonna the, sleep the with them on the side. <laughs> and distract Nancy yeah, What are you doing to us? Damn it! Edit that out. What are you doing to my leg? <laughs> this is different than I yeah, thought it was gonna be. It's a be. whole different scenario. But don't stop. Oh, uh, so wait a second. So I want to run down everything that's going on. You guys have a lot going on. So, uh, dates and ticket purchasing. If they go to your website, they yes. can get tickets. 311.com, easy to remember. And follow me on Twitter, Nick Hexum, and follow him, P-N-U-T, Peanut, on Twitter. And the single Too Much to Think that we just played that's out, the tour kicks off on June 22nd. The album comes out the day after on June 23rd. And get your tickets. we got like 42 shows this summer. It's going to be crazy. Damn, that's a lot. Come see us in Philly. Yes, yep. yes, hometown. There's, yeah. a, there's a great place in Philly that AE stage place. It's like in, indoor, outdoor. It's it's perfect. It's like uh, 2,500, 2,800 nice. people. But it's it's great because you can do it in the snow, all inside, or they open up the walls and you can do it outside in the summer. Oh, right. And that's on. when we show up. Our right city on. is pretty and fucking people, amazing. And people come and drink like crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I I'm so, I apologize. I got a little drunk. It's all right. On the show. Couldn't tell. <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay. Um, so for your chance to be a part of the show, leave your questions at 213-375-5258. Make sure you leave a voicemail. We do not do this live. So you uh, have to leave a voicemail. And our wonderful producer, Anne, will call you back. And uh, make sure you go to Loveline. Uh, I'm drunk. Lovelinewithamberrose.com. <laughs> And um, subscribe to our podcast, me and Dr. Chris. Um, I'm really disappointed in you tonight, Dr. Chris. I just, I have to be honest. Put it out there. God you know, you, I'm, Sleep with that. I'm Sleep shaming that. you because uh, you, you know, you that's didn't. Right. I've shamed you in my head the entire show. <laughs> I got to tell you a story. My, when I life. told my wife I was coming on this show, she said, don't slut shame. That's Amber's big, you know, thing. And I was like, she knows well, me. when have I ever done that? She was like, okay, you're right. You're fine. But is she going to come to slut warned. walk? Um, I'll extend the invitation. I guess I would. Well, when did they go on tour? Uh, oh, you guys, you, when when did did you? Yeah, two weeks from, well, whenever it's around June. But you guys, 20, you guys are, you're done in the fall. Time. You guys said concentrated. You're done by August, right? Yeah, so much. they'll be here. It's in October. September. Yeah, it's October first. <clears throat> you guys should, should come. Around. Tons of boobs. It'll change your life. Yeah. Life change. Where does that take place? Um, downtown LA, Pershing Square, um, and we're expecting like seventeen thousand people to show up this year. Cool. Um, so yeah, especially that Trump's in office. We got a lot. There's of a lot of new kicking. feminists, yep. a lot of male feminists yep. as well. Yep. Um, and we're not taking no shit. So. Come out, come on. And we're walking a mile this year. And, and, and you doing it in heels. I mean, that's a feat. No, I'm going to. I'm wearing kicks. I have a whole costume that I'm wearing. Cool. Qu- queen slut. Okay. Cape, everything. So it's going to be pretty sick. Nice. But we're walking a mile. All right. This I'm year. Ready. For sure. Okay. Well, thanks, you guys, so much for coming. You this guys are fun. amazing. Thanks for having us. For sure. And that's the end of our show. Bye. Bye. See you soon.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.